We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome in, everybody, to the CFB Nation All-America podcast presented by Twisted Tea. I'm Bill Trochi, senior editor at SportingNews.com, alongside Bill Bender, our national college football writer at SportingNews.com. Thank you to everyone for listening to this podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And for those of you watching on our YouTube channel at CFB Nation, if you have the time to leave a review on Apple, that would be great. If you have time to leave some comments and a like on YouTube, that would be great. Thank you to Irish Breakdown, your source for Notre Dame football information. They have a tremendous lineup of podcasts and great stories at irishbreakdown.com. You can follow Bill on Twitter at BillBender92, and you can follow me at Bill Trochi. And keep an eye on the main sporting news account at Sporting News. As we mentioned on our last show, we are one week away from week zero. And then, of course, week one hits. And with week one comes changes to our schedule here at the CFB Nation All-America Podcast. We are going to have a live show late on Saturday nights uh, on our YouTube channel as the action nationally kind of wraps up sometime between 11 and, and midnight, depending on you know what's going on out there. Bill and I will hop on the YouTube uh, channel and we will discuss the day's events. Uh, that will be obviously available right on the YouTube channel immediately. And then on Sunday morning, it will be in the podcast uh, feed on your Apple and Spotify. And it'll obviously still be there on YouTube. And then during the week, we will have shows on Tuesdays and Thursdays as we get ready for each week during the season. Uh, For today's show, we're doing a little buying and selling, Bill. We're not talking realignment. We're not talking TV media deals. We're not talking grant of rights. Do Do you want to talk some football? Yeah, and I had a question. Is this confined to do we have to buy and sell teams in the AP Top 25? I'm always a fan. It can be outside the Top 25. I'm going to keep mine within as I did my prep for this because, you know, our editor, Elliot, is a pools don't matter type guy. I am a pools always matter type guy because it's something we can look at the end of the season and say these guys didn't live up to expectations. These guys did. And at the end of the day, it's like I always say there's something about being able to put number one up 
we beat number one. And, and that's one of my favorite parts about college football. And I, we're not going to buy or sell Georgia, are we? we, we they, they're exempt from the conversation. <laughs> I will say, yes, they are exempt. But I will say, I shared this observation with you that the, the preseason poll in August sets the tone for the season. Like you said, sets the expectations. And it's funny because everybody does the way too early top 25 in January, right after the national championship game. And everyone puts a disclaimer out. This is before signing day. This is before all the transfers are going to leave. This is, there's going to be some coaching changes that this isn't going to look anything like it. Well, guess what? You put together a composite way too early top 25 in January for SI and ESPN and The Athletic and USA Today. You did about eight or nine, including ours. And you came up with a composite way too early top 25. And I, and I looked at that composite AP top 25. And then I looked at the one in August by AP, which is 60 voters across the country. And 16 of the top 25 teams are within two spots of where they were in the way too early in January. So really... The narrative of the season, to me, it's not set in August. It's almost set in January. (laughs) We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, well, and another observation we had yesterday. So the coaches pull is out, the AP pulls out, ours is out, and... I like comparing those three at, at, right when it happens. And really, the, the number one observation is the top seven of all three pools is exactly the same with one exception. The AP pool has Ohio State and Alabama flipped, mm-hmm. which to me, you can do it either way. Like you could do Alabama three, Ohio State four. I'm okay with Ohio State three, Alabama four. Top five, exact same five teams. Six and seven, Penn State or uh, USC Penn State. So really, these pools begin – at eight with who are you buying Florida state, Washington, Clemson. And this is, I'm going to say how I approached our little buy sell exercise is when do you buy things? You buy things when nobody else is. 
So you're on to that. If you were, I don't know much about the stock market. I assume that's what you do. You buy the <laughs> stock when nobody else is, when it's down or kind of off, as I like to put it. But why would I buy something that everybody else is buying? You can believe in the hype. You're buying it. You're buying. You're the buying hype. the hype. You're buying That's the hype. So, so like, I, the success. there's one team on here that that is going to get me in a little trouble, but we'll get to it. Okay. Well, give me your first buy. We'll do your buys, and then I'll, we'll do my buys, and then your sales and my sales. We'll give I'm me your a, first buy. I mean, this people will be like roll their eyes. I'll buy Alabama. I'm buying Alabama. Can <laughs> go twelve and zero. Like. Woo-hoo. so why wouldn't i all of their tough games are at home i mean that's like a oh you're buying alabama not, not a lot of people are they're they're assuming they're behind georgia right now they're there's not a quarterback answer they play texas they play texas a&m they play they do have to go down to texas a&m but they have lsu and tennessee and i think a lot of people think lsu is better than alabama so i will buy the stock in nick saban that this is probably the most off We've been on them in the preseason because of that quarterback question. I think they'll figure it out. I think they have more talent than everybody on on their schedule until they play Georgia. I think they could beat Georgia. I think they're probably the only team that could beat Georgia on the regular season schedule. There's only two teams, maybe three, that can beat Georgia in the country, and Alabama's still one of them. Yep. So – I hope this doesn't happen throughout. I had Alabama as well, and I did not think you would because they're so highly ranked, but – they are a tiny bit under the radar. You know, they got very yeah. few first place votes. And you're right. I looked at they have five AP top 25 teams on their schedule. The four highest ranked ones are coming to Tuscaloosa. And Alabama is 49 and one in their last 50 home games. 49 and one. Yeah. And the, the, the last team to beat them was that LSU team with Joe Burrow and. Yep. 75 first round draft picks on that team. I don't see anyone out there on their schedule with that kind of talent. LSU's good this year. They're not nearly as good as that 2019 team. So yeah, they just, you know, couldn't put it all together last year. And I don't know what it was because Will Anderson, by all accounts, great leader, Bryce Young, great leader. Something didn't fit. And they played. You know, he can say, oh, we lost two games last play of the game. They escaped twice, too. They escaped against Texas. They escaped against Texas A&M. So they had four games that could have gone either way. They won two. They lost two. They they finished where they should have finished. But I think there's a certain – I don't know. I think the, the torch nationally has been passed to Georgia, and I think Alabama likes that. I think that likes being a, a notch behind, especially someone in their own conference – Yes. And they're gonna ready to lay, they're gonna be ready to to lower the boom this year. And you know, even if it is Tyler Buckner who wins it, like he looked good in the Gator Bowl. He can he can win. They've won with lesser quarterbacks. And, right. You know, they don't need a first round quarterback. It's always helpful. But last year you had one, you lost two games, you struggled in two others. Right. So yeah, totally agree. So are we doing a sell next? No, you can do another buy. Let's do three buys. All right, I'm going because I'm buying Alabama. This looks bad, but <laughs> I'm going to buy Texas. Oh, I'm going to buy Texas. I, that doesn't surprise me. You've been Mr. Texas, but that's okay. Go ahead. I don't have to. well because people love making it a punchline. No, Texas is back, and we've as Sporting News has used that tweet with the, like the buttons on it 
so many times. I think Jordan Heck does that, and I've made fun of him <laughs> about it. But it's like they've got the talent. They've got all the pieces. They've got NFL offense. I remember just being blown away at their sprint, watching their spring game, being like, okay, it's here. Um, and I, I just think talent wins in college football. So if they can figure out these one-score games, like every game with the exception of Alabama that Texas plays this year, when they step on the field, they'll have more talent. Doesn't mean they're better than TCU or Kansas State or how many Oklahoma's also ranked, but this is the same team that beat Oklahoma 49 nothing last year. So um, what happens I'll, if Alabama hammers them? That's what I'm worried about. There's there's a catch to the end of this game that that I'm going to bring at the end that, that influenced this pick. So Texas is my other buy. I think I think Quinn Ewers has a big year. I, I love the receiving options and that defense can figure a few things out. I mean, the other end of it is how can you buy Alabama and Texas? Because I think Alabama will end up beating Texas and Texas will still win the Big 12. Well, I'm going to stay in the Big 12, but I'm going somewhere else. I'm buying Kansas State. Mm-hmm. I think they they went 10-4 and four last year, 10-3 and three during the regular season. Of course, they beat TCU in the Big 12 championship game. Uh, got buried in the Sugar Bowl by Alabama. Uh, their over-under is an 8.5 this year. I think it's a safe over. Uh, their schedule, they have Missouri is their only remote challenge for non-conference, so I think you can pencil in 3-0 and for the Wildcats there. And they only have two ranked teams. They do not play Oklahoma this year. They only have two ranked teams the rest of the way, Texas and TCU. So even oh, if they wow. lose to Texas, I can see them beating TCU again and you know, going at least close to 11, possibly 11 and one. Uh, they got a lot of experience back on that offense. Colin Klein's back as offensive coordinator. He interviewed at Notre Dame, did not get the job. And Will Howard returns a quarterback entering the Sugar Bowl last year. He had 15 touchdowns, two interceptions. And of course they, you know, they beat TCU. He was five and two as a starter. He lost to TCU in the regular season, avenged that at the end of the year. And then they lost the Sugar Bowl to Alabama. Uh, defense is usually pretty stout. You know, I just think with all the noise around Texas, noise coming from you primarily mm-hmm. and Oklahoma, um, you know, they're a little bit under the radar. You got the four new members coming in to the Big 12. You got all the expansion talk. Like Kansas State, they're just kind of under the radar. Their best player is an offensive lineman. That's not going to get a lot of attention, but I just, I think they're going to surprise. And that's, that's why I'm buying K State. That's not a bad pick at all. Um, yeah, it's safer than Texas if we were talking about, like, which one would should you buy. I mean, everybody would take the safe one. But if Texas wins, it, if you buy Texas, the reward will be much greater than if you buy Kansas State because that's – Higher selling. Higher selling, yeah, for yes. sure. Uh, my last one's Wisconsin. <laughs> Did you pick them too? Yes. Of course. Well, then we're smart buyers. Um <laughs> That does, well, you know what? I'll, I'll give my reasons first. And okay, I, I'll, yeah, I'll, actually, I won't even give the reasons because I'm assuming we have the same ones. Uh, I will just tell a story. Is Luke Fickle at Big Ten Media Day? Somebody asked him about High State. Of course, you knew that was coming. Mm-hmm. You know, given his entire career that he almost coached there, and he just said, "I won't allow myself to think about it." But I did, and when I look at their schedule, I see seven and zero. Oh, I see seven and zero if they beat Iowa. I, I, I you know, they got to take care of Iowa and Illinois. They got to go out to Washington State and win. I get that. They got to go to Purdue and win. These aren't 
and they are changing everything. It's going to look very different. I think in a different way, it's going to be very good because I think they're going to get to that Ohio state game at either six and one or seven and oh, and I think it could be seven and oh, and then you start to wonder in, in central Ohio, at least the, the tenor of that's going to be okay. Ryan day, you better win this one because this is the guy that some people were saying, well, why isn't he the coach after the Michigan game last year? So I do. I buy them as a Big Ten West champ. I buy them as a program long term. And I think they get back to that team that's like borderline playoff team that in the 12 team setup will become an every year playoff team. So Mm -hmm. I just think they're a smart buy. Even in the new Big Ten, they're going to compete. Yeah, but so looking at their schedule this year, they have two ranked teams. One of them is number 25, Iowa, and it's at home. So they have 11, you know, 10 unranked teams, and then Iowa's visiting, and then, of course, Ohio State. They lose the Ohio State game. That's fine. I can pencil that in for a loss. If I'm Wisconsin, you know, I'm looking at every other game is within reach. I mean, very within reach. They could win 10 games. I think their over-under is – that's – it is eight and a half. So, again, I think they can, they can challenge for 10 wins um, depending on how the – chemistry is between the new offensive coordinator right phil longo mm-hmm. who his last two quarterbacks are sam howell who's supposed to start for the commanders and drake may who's supposed to be a top five qb uh tanner mordecai had a lot of success at smu and he went to oklahoma out of high school so he's got some talent he's got some experience it's going to be a radical change but I mean, he's got a 1200 yard running back coming back right behind him and braylon allen and uh they have eight starters back on defense and they were ranked 17th in scoring defense last year. The defense wasn't what got Paul Chris fired. It was the offense. So, you know, I think Wisconsin is going to – should be and is, right, the, the favorite in the Big Ten West. But I think they're going to challenge for, for double-digit wins for sure. So, all right, give me your third buy. No, that was your third buy. Sorry, give me your first sell. All right, we're on, we're on to the sells now. I'm almost Who sure. Who are you that- selling? I'm almost sure you don't have them. And this was the hard one that's going to get me in trouble. Okay. Uh, it's Penn State. And I'm selling. Nah, I figured nobody does because everybody's buying it. Everybody's <laughs> buying Penn State because they're going to. And now let me preface it with this. They're going to win 10 games this year. They're going to win 10 games. But you're still selling. They're not going to win the Big Ten. So, like, I think they're going to go exactly to the same spot they went last year. To a whatever the Big Ten New Year's Day Six Bowl is. Because I just don't see them winning in Columbus. They can prove me wrong. They go go to Ohio State and win, you know, they, and they can do that. Are they going to beat Michigan? You know, Michigan ran for 418 yards against them last year. And what's Michigan going to do when they come to Happy Valley? They're going to hand the ball to Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards. So it's a sell from the standpoint of, I don't think they're going to go 12-0. I don't think they're going to win the Big Ten. I think, we got to wait. Drew Aller hasn't started a game yet. And yes, they have a ton of talent and they have difference makers. There's one stat that I just keep looking at. They were outscored 56 to 20 in the second half against Ohio state and Michigan last year. That's it. You got to beat those teams. So if, what do I always say in our college football planning meetings, wake me up when they beat Ohio state. So I said that about Michigan for years and they, they finally did it. You're wide awake now. They're, they've <laughs> got Ohio State's attention. Why do they have Ohio State's attention? They're the only Big Ten team that's beat Ryan Day. So uh, if Penn State makes me look bad here, that's fine. 
because that means they delivered on the hype. But I think they will go 10 and two and play in third place in the division, Orange Bowl. And that's not improving, that's just doing the same thing. Right. And we've gone over Franklin's record against a four and 14. Yes, four and 14. So they got to win that game. So I think it's a smart sell. Okay. Yeah. No, I can see. I mean, it's on the table for him. Well, the, 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 the X factor is the quarterback. We'll see what he does. My first sell, and you're, I don't think you're going to like it, USC. You've got USC in the playoff. I say no way. No way to USC. They went 11-2 and two last year, 11-3 and three overall. Their over-under is 9-1⁄2. Uh, the schedule, they have four ranked teams, two at home, two on the road. And, but – both pairs of games are back-to-back, so that's not ideal. They got at Notre Dame and then Utah the following week. And then two weeks later, they are have Washington and then on the road at Oregon. Mm-hmm. So the, they got two back-to-back challenges uh, kind of late in the year. you know. But I, are they a top-five team? They're going to win a lot of games, obviously, right? right? Caleb Williams is awesome. Dorian Singer transferred in from Arizona, the wide receiver. He was first-team All-Pac-12 last year. It's just it's all about the defense and the philosophy, you know, under Lincoln Riley throughout his career. He doesn't emphasize it. I mean, it, it sounds silly to say that a football coach would not emphasize defense, but he just thinks he can outscore everybody. They were 94th in the nation in points allowed last year. They gave up 43 or more in uh, four times, both losses to Utah. They actually beat UCLA in a shootout, and then they lost Tulane in the Cotton Bowl. You know, Riley, he kept Alex Grinch, defensive coordinator. They've got Bear Alexander transferring in from Georgia to help the defensive line. Um, And he obviously should have an impact. But I just – I don't see a top five team with, a you know, a one-sided defense like this. It is always his defensive – I don't know if it's just the overall team philosophy about recruiting and, like, let's just get the ball back and score. I don't care if they score. I just want the ball back because I'm going to go score kind of philosophy – but it's even in Oklahoma, it caught up to him, and he would lose games in, in a high-scoring fashion. You can't win all of them. And I think people are like, you know, you have them winning the Pac-12, going to the playoff. I just I, – I, I don't see no. it. I don't see a team that was 94th in scoring defense jumping up to – I mean, they need to be in the 30s or 40s, I think, to get in the playoff. And I just don't see that kind of improvement. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a powerful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, 
Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. The the reason I'm buying is because I'm selling Utah. Mm-hmm. And and I have to almost because it's like an annual right to sell Utah anyway, because we do it every year and they've won back to back Pac 12 championships. But it's the quarterback situation. You know, um, there's an August 10th report from the Salt Lake Tribune where Kyle Whittingham saying the quarterback situation is still in flux. Well, if Cam Rising isn't ready to go early, the bad news is you play Florida, they could lose that game at home. I mean, it was close, they lost it last year. Um, they play Baylor week two in Waco. Not an easy game, not an easy road trip. So who made that schedule on top of their Pac-12 road schedule where they're playing at Oregon State, at Washington, at USC? They're not getting out of that without at least one bruise. And then they play Oregon back-to-back with USC. It's the of the teams capable of winning the Pac-12, Utah has the toughest schedule. Mm. And they have a quarterback question. And Kyle Whittingham, again, just like this just means Penn State's going to win the Big Ten. Kyle Whittingham's going to double bird me and win all these games because it's Utah and they do this, but when they're also leaving the PAC 12. So there's going to be, when they play USC in Washington and Oregon, those games are going to have a little bit of added intensity because they're not going to see each other for a while. So it just, they're one that it's, I, I totally respect what they do as a program and all those kind of things, but I'm going to sell them just for this year. So what's for the, what's the rising report? I mean, he obviously got hurt in the Rose Bowl. Still rehabbing. It's usually a nine, ten month kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, if he's not on the field, they're because he made them go last right. year. He's such a big reason why they beat USC both times that I, I would Pac-12 wise, I'm buying UC, USC and Washington and even Oregon State on some level a little more than Utah, which I know is just gross and unfair, but it, it's what I'm doing. Yeah. No, I, I can see that. I mean, he's a key, he's a big, big piece, needless to say. Um, you're going to be surprised at my next sell. Duke. Duke. You, know, you knew I'm on board with the Riley right. Leonard and a quarterback and all that. But uh, So Duke went 8-4 and four in the regular season last year, 9-4 and four overall. And they're over under 6.5. And I think they're going to struggle to get a bowl game this year. Now, why is that? They have a lot of experience back. I like their quarterback. They should score. Close to 30 points a game this year. But Duke played one of the easiest schedules in the nation last year. They played one team that finished in the AP Top 25, and that was Pitt at 22. And Pitt only got in because they won their bowl game. Six of their eight regular season wins came against either an FCS team or teams that won three or fewer games. So that was six out of their eight wins. Um, This year... Here comes Clemson. Here comes Florida State. Here comes Notre Dame. So Duke could be even better, but I don't think they're going to have a better record. Uh, its schedule is so much harder. Uh, they're going. It's going to be a challenge to make a bowl game. But like I said, they got a ton of experience coming back on on offense. Uh, if they score thirty points a game, that would not surprise me. But there's just too many hurdles, too many challenges. They have to play at North Carolina. Uh, Duke pulled one out of a hat against North Carolina last year. I'm sure 
Tar Heels haven't forgotten about that one. They're going to want some revenge on that. So this is a, you know, clearly a schedule and their schedule is it's night and day from last year. And so that while Duke, you know, some, some people are, are high on them and, and hats off to Mike Elko and all that stuff. But uh, some reality could hit this year with a much harder schedule. Right. Well, you score points with me if you're selling like Duke basketball, like Duke football. Yeah. They're, they're, okay. Like I get you though. They will regress. They will take a step back. Um, my last sells TCU, mm-hmm. which I hate doing because mm-hmm. I love Sonny Dykes and how he treats us. And it's mean to do that, but I, it's it's kind of we we I think we talked about this a couple podcasts ago where I don't think they're going to be bad. I think they could start out seven and zero, but I I see them like I saw Cincinnati a couple years ago when you lose eight guys to the NFL at a program like that, you're going to have problems. <laughs> I mean, just individual matchup problems sometimes. And then you look at their November. They play Texas Tech, Texas, Baylor, and Oklahoma. And this was a team that went six and one in one score games last year. This is after a bye week where they play Kansas State. Their schedule is very backloaded. So at least they get to figure it out with Chandler Morris and some of the transfers that they had come in and get ready for that. But I just think in the Big 12, it's it's gonna be tough. I mean, I, I think Texas, Kansas State, we we're both buying them. I think Oklahoma's going to be tremendously improved. I think Texas Tech's not an easy out. And I could see TCU going selling them by selling them, saying they'll probably go eight and four, nine and three. And that will be fine, but it's not, you know, if you were buying TCU last year was the year to do it because I don't know that it'll ever be that high again. Right. Yeah. Then, you know, Dykes was, you know, he did such a great job in year one. And that was actually one thing I wanted to mention about when we were talking about Wisconsin and why we were buying Wisconsin with like Luke Fickle, like he's a good established veteran coach taking over a team that last year showed there were three guys basically like that, that took over, you know, programs in pretty good shape who were experienced and big net. One was Lincoln Riley. And they did great. One was Brian Kelly and he did great. And one was Sonny Dykes and he did great. So I think Luke Fickle sort of uh, fits into that category uh, regarding Wisconsin. So that was one other point I wanted to make about Wisconsin. So yeah, TCU, I mean, they were such a great story last year. It ended on a sour note. Um, We'll see how they bounce back. And uh, like you said, yeah, that's a, that's a tough way to end the schedule. Very, very backloaded health will be an issue for them for sure. So my final sell is Florida. We mentioned them on our last podcast. Uh, they went six and six in the regular season, lost their bowl again. They went six and seven. They're over under this year is only five point five. So uh, you can the the whether or not they're going to make a bowl is very much in question. Uh, they play five teams in the top fifteen, and uh, like I said, they had a losing record last season. So the schedule is very challenging. Graham Mertz won the starting job after transferring Wisconsin, uh, where he contributed to Paul Christ getting fired. Yes. Um, they, <laughs> so they, have yep. a, they lost a starting defensive end last week to a torn ACL. Um, their defense was, was they gave up over 30 points and six losses. They fired their defensive coordinator, but they brought in Austin Armstrong, who's only 29 years old, has two years experience as a defensive coordinator at, Southern Miss. And before that, he worked with Napier at Louisiana. So Napier obviously likes him, but he's short on experience. 
and he's going to be facing some really, really good offenses. Um, you know, recruiting fell off late in Dan, Dan Mullen's tenure, and it's showing up right now, right? I mean, they, right. they have some skilled players like Montrell Johnson and, 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 and Trevor Etienne at running back, but there's a lack of experience in the starting 22. I looked at one projected starting 22. They have one senior uh, in, on offense and defense combined. So we'll see how much patience there is this year in Gainesville. But, you know, I don't think it's, it's – I, I don't think there are high expectations – so I'm not saying, uh, you know, right. This, but, uh, like, oh, but, they're not going to make whatever. But like, I'm not sure people understand how much of a struggle this might be this year for Florida. Man, and they've fallen behind not only Georgia, but Tennessee and I would argue Kentucky. So, I mean, and South Carolina. And so they, they lost to Kentucky and Vanderbilt last year. So, like, <laughs> right. Like they 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 need to have a bounce back on some level. And I, I'd be the first to admit, I thought Billy Napier was a home run higher for them but he's feeling that like weight of those expectations. It's funny because Swamp Kings, I have a screener on that for us and I've been watching that the last couple of nights. Urban Meyer felt that early and then he built an unbelievable machine. And then, you know, it's good. I'll say that so far, like it's it, but it's not going to give viewers what you want. I don't think if you want to say, Oh, they had all the arrest. What about that? That's not what this documentary is so far. I've got two parts remaining. Um, one part, sorry. Um, Fans one, want to see Aaron Hernandez and Tim Tebow drinking beers in a bar. Right. Well, they're, they're not going to see that. So um, <laughs> the one thing I, I wanted to mention is what I, I had a hold on this too was when I was doing this exercise, I was like, there's two schools I really want to put on here. I can't do it. And it was Florida State and Clemson. So I was basically like my cop-out would be you have to hold Florida State through September because uh, unless you want to say, I think they're going to beat LSU and Clemson. That's their whole season is September. Like you love their offense, love Jordan Travis, love Johnny Wilson, Keon Coleman. They're, they're going to be really good. They also could be two and two at the end of the month and done like, and then Clemson, a lot of people are off them similar to Alabama, hired Garrett Riley, have Cade Klubnick. Their defense is stacked. A lot of top 50 guys play Florida state at the end of the month. So mm-hmm. those are the two that I'm like, I really want to buy, particularly Florida State. You really want to buy this stock, but it's like, I mean, you know the risk right there. Right. Could be over in a month or could be a college football playoff team with a Heisman winner. So I think they're the toughest one, even over Clemson a little bit, to uh, dive in on. So, yeah, that's our show for today. Was it fun talking college football instead of realignment and uh, yes, media yes. rights? And- <laughs> I got the game. You know, we'll have week zero picks at Sporting News. I'm breaking down yesterday. I was breaking down New Mexico State and UMass. That's for, right. Uh, That's a primetime game on ESPN, <laughs> baby. Gary Kill and Don Brown. So, I mean, it felt good to kind of just like kick the tires and look at the spreads and all right, we're going to make some picks here. So I'm excited. You're excited. That was a fun. Joe was great this week uh, talking to Tennessee. It was a fun week. Yep. Yep. So thanks again to everyone for listening to the CFP Nation All-America podcast brought to you by Twisted Tea. Remember, once the season starts, we'll be coming at you at least three times a week, once late on Saturday night, and then on Tuesdays and Thursdays during the week. So enjoy the rest of your day, and we will see you next week.